You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am your host, Kane Miller, joined by my co host, Joel Rojas. Joel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. We've got a great, a great guest right now. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, you know, like you said, our guest today recently signed with the UFC after scoring a vicious flying knee knockout on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Please help me welcome Mike Rodriguez. Mike, thank you for being here. Anytime, boys. What's happening? What's happening? Uh, nothing much, man. You know, like we said, you recently picked up a first-round knockout against Jamal Jones at Dana White's Contender Series. You know, talk us through this fight. It was obviously an impressive finish, but how do you feel about your overall performance? Uh, it was it was awesome performance. I uh, I did everything what uh what me and my coaches worked on. I uh, I kept my reach. Um, I was pot shotting him with a lot of things, baiting on him, and I stuffed the takedown. And that that was all she wrote. That was that was the game plan. That was another first round knockout that you scored. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that that's four in a row that you have. You know, you come from a great great camp alongside your um, um Joe Lawson, which is a great great fighter in, in his own right. Has has done some great things in the UFC in general. Um, how do you, you know, how, how, walk us through when you, when you got that, 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 okay, that you got the contract, what was going through your mind? Did you start thinking in your mind, okay, um, I, I want to fight this one. I think I match, I fare well matching against this one. What was your feelings going through that? When I, when I got that contract, I just was, man, I, I was just in so much shock, like, more not shock of you know when someone gets in shock when they're like oh my gosh I don't know what to do and they like freak out I was more in shock of like I felt like paralyzed like I felt like oh my, oh my gosh this is crazy like what like you you finally did it like you know what I mean it, it's like that was like the equivalent of, of a first round draft pick getting picked up like you know what I mean like you get picked up like it, it, that's how it was it was just a magical moment for me you know and I just. Man, I, I just was so in shock, dude. I was just like, man, I just can't wait. Can't wait to be part of the organization. Can't wait to be on the roster. Just, it's a dream come true. So, you, you know, you obviously you ended up with the UFC contract, but immediately after you won your fight, were you confident that you had done enough to, de- to get Dana's attention and get the contract with the UFC? So going out there, um, a friend of mine had told me, he's like, dude, if you want to get noticed, in the UFC, you have to do something that's memorable. Like every, like that, like you have to be memorable. You have to be, you know, you you have to like. He's like, notice everybody who fights in the UFC. They, there's something about them that makes you like, oh shit! Like you want to tune in for that guy again. And so I was like, oh, all right. Like you know, I, I kept that in mind. You know, when I went out there and fought, after I hit him with that flying knee, I just was like, 
that was the memorable moment right there. Like the whole card was really good. Like you know, I'm not I'm not gonna bash any of those other guys or anything. If I were to say that they were shit, I'm lying. But they were all really good fights. Like all the guys had good fights on there. But um, I knew I did something that stood me out from the rest. That stood out from the rest. Absolutely. That yeah. that was the 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 best knockout in the series thus far, in my opinion. And I know two weeks prior to that fight, I told you I called that flying knee. I knew it was coming. You did. You did. Yeah and, yeah, and I knew what Jones brought to the table. I knew Jones was a strong wrestler and whatnot, but I've also seen what you bring to the table, and I, I knew it. I, I, I just knew it. And, you know, you have a great team behind you. You got laws on. You got, you know, you got New England on your back. Everyone's supporting you, and you're yep. still young. The scary part is that you're only going to get better. And yeah. I feel, like Kay and I were discussing before, I feel that you bring a lot to the table for the light head with the weight division because yep. you have that that if factor, you know. You you've I mean you have you have two losses on your record, but you've never been knocked out, which goes yeah. a long way in, in this sport, you know. And yep. your striking is crazy. You got great striking, and I mean, I can pitch I can say five matches off the top of my head that would be incredible to see you win. Yeah, yeah, and you know yeah. you talked a little bit. You talked a little bit about this um, in in your last uh, after your last win. You know, you were originally scheduled to face Daniel Spawn the previous on a previous contender card. Uh, you said that it was a situation with your your blood that led to the fight being canceled. Can you give us more details about what the problem was? So I um so when I went down to Vegas before I went to the Vegas, I was taking CLA. So it's like. It's a, it's, they say it's like a natural fat burner that like um, that helps you. It, it uh it helps you go put your body in ketosis and stuff. So I was taking that, but um and so when I started taking that, like I, I went down there. I went to Vegas for my medicals and stuff like that. I I didn't think nothing of it. I was like you know whatever, and um I just was training, like I was training as so whatever, and I felt like really tired and like really groggy, but I just ignored it. I'm like, oh, I'm just training, but I felt like really tired. I'm like, I don't know why. And so I, I did my blood test and everything down there, did all of my media stuff. I came back home a week, like it was like uh, a week later. They, um, it was like, oh, um, your blood test, all your platelets came back low. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, all your playlists came back low. So um, you get, we, we want you to do the blood test again. So I was like, hmm, that's weird. All right. I was like, all right, that's weird. Um, Sure, I'll, like, I'll do it again, whatever. And so he's like, all right, cool. So I went and took it again, took the blood test again, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, what the hell happened? And she's like, how about you stop taking all these meds? She said, stop taking all these meds and see what and and uh she was like stop taking all these meds and see what happens whatever and I was like well I already took my second blood test whatever she was like yeah then you probably get the same results she's like just stop taking them anyways so I said okay so I went to get my second my second results that they told me to take and when I got them they were lower than the the ones in Vegas so I was like holy fuck so they made me go to a blood specialist and I went to the blood specialist the blood specialist was like he um. He made me take my. He made me take a blood test too, mind you. The blood test I took with a blood specialist. I didn't have any. Um, I didn't have the uh, supplements in my system, so I took it, 
and it was totally fine, like nothing. He was like, all your levels are fine. And he was looking at all of the other results, and he was like, it had to be what you were taking. And he was like, what, what was you taking? And I was like, oh, I was taking CLA. I was taking, um, I forgot the other shit I was taking. I was taking something else that, that pairs well with CLA. And he was like, um, he was like, yeah, a lot of people can't take that. He was, I was like, what? What do you mean? He was like, yeah, a lot of people, like when they take that, their uh, their levels get weird. Their blood get weird. He's like, you know, it's just your body react differently from it. It's not like, and I was like, oh, all right. And then he was like, yeah, don't take that anymore. So he just told me I'd take it, and I was fine from then, from that point on. Now you, you know, yeah. you at you, you're great on the, on the feet. What a lot of people don't know is that you also have good submission, great submissions, especially working with Lozon. You're only going to get better in that department. Is there anybody that yep. maybe comes to mind that you think you fare well against with your skill set against theirs in the light heavyweight division? Honestly, I don't know. I don't really know many of the guys in the light heavyweight division besides the like the top echelon guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to just hop into the deep end, but I, I don't. I have no clue of the guys in our division. Okay. So when you so when you do eventually make your your first UFC appearance uh, appearance, do you have like an idea of like who you might want for your first opponent, or do you, are you just are you just open to whoever they give you? Um, I'm just going to take whoever they give me. I mean. It is what it is. I'm not gonna be all like shy away from it or any of that nature. Like I'm just gonna go out there and do my thing. Now, our listeners, you know, we have listeners all over, all over the world. You know, for people aside from like for myself and King that have seen you perform before, um, for the new people that are that are gonna see you in the UFC, what what message do you have for those for those fans that are? What should they expect to see from you when you get in that octagon? When you would see for me, always excitement. I'm more, I'm an excited fighter. You're never gonna see me be boring. Never see me lay and pray and all that other crazy nonsense. Like I'm gonna go out there and either kill whoever I'm trying to fight or go out on my shield. Like I'm, I don't, I'm not in for all of the like trying to win by decision and try to squeeze out wins. Like I, I just want to finish guys. Absolutely, and I know you have mentioned that. You grew up fighting. Like, that was something that you, you did as as a young kid. And was that was that what brought you into the world of MMA, or was that something that you you decided to take take on because, you know, that's something you have been already doing, was fighting most of your life. So you did you feel that? Did you run into that by accident, or did you feel, you know what, I'm going to put all this potential that I have and be the best fighter that I can be? Well, uh... At first, it was just uh, I was like I, I fell in love with the sport from from when I first started. So I just I went full throttle. I'm like, yeah, man, I want to be the best I could possibly be. I'm gonna try to do everything I can to be the best, be the best, be the best. And um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I, I think it's, it does stem from me growing up fighting a lot in the hood and everything like that. It does definitely stem from that. So. I was like, hey, I can do something I like and get paid for it. Why not do it, right? Right. Right. And, you know, it's it's such a – you have a great story. I mean, like you mentioned, your wife is a traveling nurse. You're a stay-at-home dad, which is phenomenal. You get to see your child grow up. You get to see the first words, first steps, and everything. You know, 
a lot a, a lot of a lot of fighters and people your age because you're still fairly young, which is scary because I know you're only going to get better. Like you know, yeah, they they have nine of fives and whatnot. But I, in my opinion, just seeing you, you know, waking up, seeing your your child every day, seeing your kids every day, you know, it's got to be some sort of motivation to say, you know what, baby girl, baby boy, I got you. You'll never have to need for Absolutely. anything again. My yeah, kids man. motivate me. They, they're the, uh, they, they put, they drive me all the time to do better. You know, like I, I always want to, cause like you know, I, I mean. We all of us should be that way. We should always try to be better than our parents. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I always keep that in my mindset. Like you know, I'm gonna give my kids what my mom wasn't able to. Not saying that my mom wasn't a good mom or anything of that nature. Just you know, right. we went we went with like we, you know we went without a lot. So and I'm just trying to provide for my kids and give them the best that I could possibly give them. Absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned parents. I, I my wife and I were just talking about this before I I, I got on. Your your post about your dad that that was oh I I still laugh at that shit to this day that was hilarious man yeah to my see, dad to see that side you know you you you're you're a jokester man that's great and you're humble you're down to yeah. earth and there needs to be more fighters like that you know that you know interact with their fans that you know are, are easy to talk to outgoing and you're not afraid to show that side of you you know I'm 34 years old and I still clown around like I was 16. You know, it's the way yeah. it is, you know? It's, you should, yeah. it's good that you haven't changed. You know, you kept it real, which is great. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, I, I like, I I don't I don't know how to be anybody else but myself. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be me. That's it. Through thick, and, through thick and thin, like, through it all, it's just me, you know? And me, I'm, I'm the type of kid, like, I like to laugh, joke about shit, roast people. Like, you know, that's just my thing. That's how I grew up. That's how I always am. That's how I'm going to be, you know. But, I mean, when it's time to be serious, I know how to be serious too. But overall, life's too short to be be all angry and shit, man, you know. Absolutely. Like, you see all the shit that's happening in the world. Why do we need more people fucking retarded running around like that? I don't even know if I can say retarded. People find that offensive too. But... Why would I run around being all angry? You know, it's no point. Mm-hmm. Life is too short. Live every day like yeah. it's your last. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you talked about you talked a little bit previously about how you want to remain active to kind of like uh, support your family and things like that. And you've done a very good job of that because that was your fourth fight in 2017 and after your win you said that you wanted a vacation for a while but are you still planning on getting another fight before the year ends uh yeah i'm still gonna get another fight before the year ends um i'm probably i don't know i i don't know when what they want to do with me but um i'll probably get back into like serious training mode like probably like in September-ish, because I, I, I also, I'm also a little banged up mm-hmm. from fighting back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back. So I want to give my body a little bit of time to heal up. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'll be back in there for sure. And that's yeah, one thing I love about CES. They, they, they give so many fighters opportunities, and they keep you busy, and they put on a show. And they make sure that yep. the fans get their money's worth. And you know, that that's a great company. In my opinion, one of the best companies outside of the USC and Bellator. 
just amazing fighters. They display you guys so well. They match you up right with, you know, according. You're not fighting, as they say, cans. You're fighting real tough guys. And it's just only preparing you for the for the best, which is the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's good that you want to stay pretty active when you when you do eventually make your UFC debut because the light heavyweight division is in dire need of new blood. You know, there's not a whole lot of, like, really top 205ers uh, anymore. And with that fact, do you think that it will only take a few wins for you to become a contender? How do you see that path going? Um, I don't know. This is funny that you... You're the second person to ask me that question. A friend of mine asked me that same thing. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how that whole thing works. I just, um, I, I'm just going to just stick to what I know best, which is fight, train and fight, you know, until I get it. But I'm not, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I want it. Like, after I get two wins, like, yo, I want to fight Joe now. Nah, man. Like I'm gonna, you know what I mean? I, I still got, I still got time to grow in the sport. I want to grow. There's things I want to learn. There's things I want to do in the sport still. So, you know, I'm just gonna continue grinding it out, waiting for my time. You know? Absolutely, and that's yeah. a great mentality to have. If there was a uh, any fighter, past, present, that you can face in any organization, who would that be? Past or present? Um, I think the one person I would want to fight would probably be Shogun, and that's because like I looked up to him so much. He like so he was the one that got me into to the sport. His fight with Little Nog and Pride was like everything for me as a kid. So that would be cool to fight like you know your hero. Absolutely. Um, but I think by the time I get up there, he's probably I think he's gonna be gone. So. And I think he, I think he's only fighting at middleweight now, right? Shogun? Uh, I, I believe, yeah. I believe he's still, I believe he's still at two hundred five because I think he, he has the rematch with Vincent Saint Preux coming up. I believe. I think, I think, uh, I think Shogun. He was kind of teasing a move uh, to middleweight though for a while. I'm, I'm not sure if he'll eventually do it before he retires mm. though. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no. I think he's fighting uh, Corey Anderson, right? Did that fight happen? Or they already fought? Oh, no, they fought already. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, oh. they fought. And then, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll rematch. Because OSP uh, fought Shogun a while ago, and then he knocked him out. So then they're, you know, a couple years later, they're going to reschedule uh, that rematch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, one of the new trends that I see a lot of fighters do or, you know, voice their opinions in is a lot of fighters are turning down fights. I mean, I'm not a fighter. So I can never be yeah. put myself in, in in your shoes, but I feel like yeah. if you're turning on fights, I don't think that you know you're, you're you're taking the sport as serious as you should be because you're a fighter. Your job is to fight. Don't turn down fights. You fight whoever it is they put in front of you, and you know you guys. Like I say you guys because you're you're part of that new generation. You know you yeah. guys uh, have that every anytime any place attitude because. You know, I grew up in the hood myself. That's the mentality that I had at growing up, and I'm, yep. I'm sure you've had the same mentality. You implement that yeah. towards your towards your career in fighting. It's just a beautiful thing. That's just the way it should be. Yeah. Well, see, I, I can't I can't speak for other fighters, but I know this mm-hmm. there's guys that got into the sport for the mm-hmm. paycheck. 
they want right. to be like McGregor. You know what I'm saying? They want to be right. they want to be on that type of status, which is fine, which is cool. Do your thing. Those are money fighters. That's your thing. Right. But me, I'm I'm I, I want to be a champion. I don't care for the dollar. I care for the belt. I care for the gold. You know what I mean? I I want to when you go into the PI, when you're going up into the to the to that octagon, when you're going up some stairs to see the octagon and the mats and everything. If you look on the right, on on the left, that's the Hall of Fame wall. I want to be up there. I don't want to be like, yeah, my 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 bank account's gonna be fine. The money's gonna come. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. just I'm gonna fight everybody I can possibly. I have to fight to get to that title. Is I'm not gonna be like, mentality. oh no, huh? That's a great mentality to have, man. Because that only makes you yeah. even more dangerous. Because like you said, it ain't about the money. You just want to scrap. And yeah, man, that's how it should be. Yeah, because people are like, uh, like, you hear guys all the time complain about their money situation, this, that, and the other. And mind you, I, you know, I can't complain. I can't really, I don't really have an opinion on the whole thing like that because I just got into it. So I don't know what life was like before Reebok or I just know what life is like right now. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what's going on now. And like, just like anything else in the world, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I know how to adjust my life to to my payment, to how much I'm getting paid. I'm not going to be fucking sitting here complaining like, yo, I should get paid more, I should get paid more. Nah, like, you know what I mean? I struggled all my life, so it's like, it's whatever. I can be able to adjust. I know how to do shit, you know what I mean? Exactly. A little bit of adulting that you got to do. Right on, man. And you come, like I said, from a great great gym, great coach. Um, I know there's a couple of killers we got to be looking out for in your, in your, in your gym, man. Anybody you, that comes to mind that we should be looking out for? My man, Andy Bad Juju Aiello, dog. My man, Andy. He's he's a little he's a little slump right now. He had a war his last fight, but he's good. You know, he's he's a huge fishing fishing guy, so he's in the fishing season right now. But as soon as this fishing season's over, he'll be back in the gym beating guys up. He's a 125er. Really good. Good wrestler. Good hands. Good grappling. Um, and uh, we got a couple other guys. We got uh, my man Mari Nevis, he's, but he's amateur, you know. My man Lorenzo, another amateur who's nasty, nasty hands. He's a heavyweight. Uh, yeah, those are the big guys coming out right now. That's what's up. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, uh, Mike, I do have to ask you uh, about your nickname. Now, your nickname is Mike. Slow Rodriguez. Now, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think. I, first, I don't think it suits you very well. I mean, I watched your fight. You're not slow. You're fast. I mean, you knock guys out pretty quickly. So, how did you get this nickname? Did someone give it to you, or how'd you end up with it? So I, so I came from a, a authentic Muay Thai background, and if you if you ever watch like Thailand Muay Thai, you would notice mm-hmm. that they're very very slow. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they'll do their little, they got little fat, they'll do like a little flash twitch knockout thing right there. But majority of times, if they're like just striking, it's very methodical and it's very slow. So when I came in to hit mitts with my uh, boxing coach, Steve Mays, the very first time I ever worked with him, he was like, Jesus Christ, you're slow. Because everything was from the hip. But it was so powerful and accurate because I'm so used to that Muay Thai stance, you know what I mean? I stood mm-hmm. so upright and everything. He's like, man, we got we to gotta loosen you up a little bit. We got to loosen you up a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that's why I got the nickname, Slow. That's 
was okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think you're obviously. I, I think you're pretty fast now. Though I mean, you, you're picking up some pretty pretty quick knockouts under your belt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, when you're not training or fighting, what else are you doing in your free time? Do you have any hobbies or, or anything like that? Uh, if I'm not with the kids, I'm a huge gamer. I love playing games. Oh, cool. Video games. I like playing, like, trading card games like Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, oh, nice, man. Magic, Pokemon, yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm usually always playing games. It's like my, like, you know, people are like, oh, man, I got to get a cigarette. Like, at the end of the day, like, oh, let me just get a cigarette. Or some people are like, let me smoke a blunt, whatever. Getting a game is mine. That's that's my thing. just takes me away from everything else. It's a stress reliever. I'm like, oh, let me get on Overwatch real quick or play Lawbreakers or something. Uh, wind down. Yeah. Okay, really cool. Yeah. You know, my, my respect just went up for you. Like, when you said that you were a Yu-Gi-Oh fan, like, dude, my respect yeah. just went up, like, like through the roof. Like, I was, like, I, I used to be, like, man, I was I was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan back. Like, I I collected the trading cards. I played the yep. video games. I watched the show. I did, like, all of that. So I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so on top of that, like, what, what, are, what are some of your favorite video games? Like, do you have, like, a preferred system, or, or what's, what do you like to yeah, do I'm, for? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm a PlayStation guy. Uh, right yeah, now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. right now, when I, I'm playing uh, uh, Rainbow Six a lot, a lot of Rainbow Six. Um, we're trying to uh, – me and my me and my friends were trying to get um, – the season is almost over, but we're trying to get ready for next season for um for the um the pro leagues and stuff. So that's what we're doing right now. I yeah, cool. Myself, yeah. you know, being Puerto Rican, I gotta tell you that it's a, it's 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 great to see someone like yourself, you're Dominican. You know, we're we're not far yeah. off from from the same race, and it. I, I I appreciate that and that I really love that that you're representing for Latinos and all that and you know you've had uh-huh. a, a a rough upbringing and I definitely can relate to that and you know just to see that you've you know some people have this negative image of people that come out the hood oh you know he's gonna do this he ain't gonna amount to shit he ain't gonna do nothing or she's not gonna do nothing and it's good to sh- to to that what you're doing you prove you prove people wrong you prove the naysayers that say you know what. He or she can't do nothing. They're from the ghetto. They ain't gonna mount shit. And the way that you, yeah. you you represent, it, it, it's great, it, and I love it because, you know, there's there are other Spanish fighters within the UFC, but, you know, for some reason I relate to you because I feel that our our the way we were brought up is very similar as far as what we had to endure. I mean, I obviously I don't know your life story like that, but I can tell. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, someone that grew up in that environment can tell, and. Yeah. This is great. This is great role model. Thank you, man. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I, I, I've been getting a lot of like a lot of, uh, especially a lot of yeah, a lot of Latinos hitting me up talking like you know, thank you for putting it on for us and mm-hmm. all that. Like it, it's great to get the feed that feedback. Great to get that Absolutely. support. Absolutely, man. Yeah, awesome. You know, I think uh, it looks like we will wrap up here before too long. But uh, Joel, did you have any other uh, any other last questions or anything like that that you wanted to get out there? Um, I really don't have any questions. Just um, I can't wait to see what the future brings for you, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna enjoy the ride, not as much as you're gonna enjoy it, but I can't wait to see you in that <laughs> octagon. You're gonna put on a show. Hey, man, you you you're gonna be right there with me, man. You're I would be love right that. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> 
All right, awesome. Sounds good. And uh, before we go, uh, Mike, do you have any like shout outs or thank yous or any, any anything else you'd like to throw out there before we sign off? Uh, just, you know what I mean? Uh, I'd like to thank Heat, my sponsors. Without them, none of this would even be possible. I'd like to thank my teammates, uh, all my teammates at Lowe's on MMA and all the other guys that helped me, Brandon Ward, Eric Spicely, uh, Jose Campos, all of those guys. They all held it down for me throughout all my camps throughout the years. And also follow me at Mrod MMA on Instagram and on Facebook, Instagram and on Twitter. All right. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Mike, thank you very much for your time. Congratulations on signing with thank the UFC. Thank you. Yeah, we, we know you're going to go on to do great things within the division. And, yeah, we look forward to seeing you compete again and pick up another highlight reel. <laughs> and that was light heavyweight Mike Rodriguez. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I want to thank Joel Rojas, my co-host. Joel, where can people find you at? Um, and Twitter, JR underscore double underscore. On Facebook, Joel Rojas. I'm not into the new generation, so I don't have Instagram yet. Um, real <laughs> quick, I want to give a shout-out to Rob B for giving me the opportunity. It's a blessing. Um, my daughters, Ayana and Sanaya, my wife, Amy. My dudes, Chi-Chi and Snuggles, representing. And a uh, special shout-out to a friend of mine that is out of Williamsport, PA, um, Cameron Chisholm. He's an amateur fighter. Um, look out for him. He's gonna be he's definitely gonna be something special. Alright, sounds good. Alright guys, well make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Funky Monkey MMA. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller and keep up with the site funkymonkeymma.com for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.